On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey everyone, it's Kara with the She's the Owner podcast. Um, Thank you for joining me. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, please remember to kindly leave a review. It really helps podcasters and um, I want to spread the word so reviews do help. Um, And if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and um, give it a like as well if you like what you hear, of course. If not, then don't. Um, But if you don't, I'd love to hear your feedback and comments. So today I want to talk a little bit about, I haven't talked about this in a while, but I want to go over what feminine energy looks like and means to me. Um, So when we talk about feminine, so the podcast, if you've listened to us for a while, you know that it's about masculine and feminine energy and how that plays out in our lives, whether it's in our businesses or personal life or work, um, however that plays out for you. Both men and women have both, so it's not feminine doesn't mean for the ladies and masculine doesn't mean for the men. It's a balance of both. Excuse me. And in this, you know, right now we're in a pretty significant imbalance of those energies. And so that's part of why I started this movement um, over a year ago around talking about it to, to women entrepreneurs in particular, because we are very, very imbalanced in this area. Most of us, not all of us, some of us have it figured out, but a lot of us do not. So when we talk about feminine energy, for me, that is, um, I think the kind of top couple of words to describe it. I mean, on our website, we have a uh, you know, our six words that we describe it, but the top ones for me are intuition and vulnerability. And, um, I think often, and I did a a Facebook live about this today, actually. So if you want to go and hop on there, you can check that out as well. But intuition in business in particular is something that I think women for sure ignore far too often. And so what does that mean? It means that when you have a client or a project or something that's coming up for you, um, a lot of times we'll have this nudge inside or our intuition is, is calling to us and we ignore it. And so it might look like a project that's come across to you. If you're a business owner, it might be a client or a new customer. And your intuition will tell you 100% of the time whether it's a good thing or not or, or not a good thing. Whether you listen to that is really the the d- differentiator, right? So, if you're not listening to it, your, your your survival brain might take over, and your masculine hunter brain will take over and say, "You know what? This looks like a really good idea on paper. I'm going to go ahead and move forward with it." But your intuition, your heart, is telling you a completely different story. And I I've done that, f- you know. I hate to admit it, but I've done it many, many times. In the beginning of one of one of my companies, which is the content company, I did it and it almost really hurt us. So I'll tell you the story and then, you know, maybe you can relate and hopefully this can help you kind of see where you're doing this or where, where you need to pay more close attention. Um, so in the beginning of our, of our writing company, the content company, so we have a six-year-old business. We write content for people all over the world, SEO companies and digital marketing agencies in particular. And in the beginning, you know, I was writing, we were writing for whoever. So my partner, Ken, was 
the original writer and my job was to go get new clients. And so in the beginning, we we wrote kind of for who, whoever needed writing. And as the company grew and our buyer persona got more um, refined, we would moved into just writing for SEO companies and, and marketing agencies. So early on, we had a client. I'm obviously not going to say who, but we had a client who had interest in partnering up with us to help us grow the company faster. He recognized um, I guess whatever he needed to in, in me and in and Ken and the process. So he, we proceeded to have these conversations and we'd have these conversations. Um, you know, we met a bunch of times, he and I just alone. And I would say probably right from the beginning, I knew it was not right. My instinct was, my intuition was screaming at me, don't move forward with this. But on paper, it looked amazing. And it looked so amazing that he was sort of dangling some pretty gigantic carrots in front of us around getting uh, significant clients who would order tons and tons of content from us. Really, 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 really big, 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 big players, like probably one of the biggest. And I would say I knew, like I said in the beginning, that this was not something that was going to pan out, but I fully ignored the intuition and I went ahead anyway. So it was January 1st, I believe it was, and we signed all the papers and I still was like, there's like this nudge, right? And I'm still ignoring it and I'm still not paying attention to it closely enough, but it's there. And what do I do? I talked Ken into it. He he had listened to me, right? He trusted my to my guidance on that. And so we signed these papers and the guy wanted 50%. And I was like, cool, you know, he's going to help us in this tremendous way. That makes sense to me. All the while knowing for sure that it was like the the dumbest thing I was doing, but I still convinced myself that because on paper it looked right, I was going to do it anyway. So literally probably within the first week of signing these papers and giving half the company away to somebody who was really promising us some very lofty um, client introductions, I get an email from the bank. Now, this guy was investing a certain amount of money into the company, okay? So I get an email from the bank asking me for a credit app for that amount of money in the form of a credit or, sorry, uh, over like an overdraft account or, sorry, a credit line. And I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, why the, like, why am I getting this? So I reached back to the bank and I said, I think you've, there's a mistake here. Um, Yes, this person is part of the company, but he's investing this amount of money into our company. Uh, Why would I be applying for credit? And she went on to explain, oh, well, he said that you'd be okay with it. You know, this is the amount he's getting in, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I'm most certainly not okay with it. Because that's not an investment. If my name's on it, that's credit. And why would I need to give half the company away to somebody who I'm sharing credit with? Like, that's not what we agreed on. That's not even an investment. That's not his investment. That's nothing. That's him signing a credit app with me, which is insane. Why would I do that? So I pushed back and luckily, you know, he tried to push back. And I said, listen, you just completely breached your entire offer and it's all null and void. I'm not, don't even 
come at me with anything because this is total bullshit. And thankfully, everything just sort of passed and, and things moved on from there. But what's the lesson? My intuition was screaming at me to not do the thing I was about to do. It was screaming at me. And I could hear her, but I chose to ignore her. And it almost cost me a lot. Like if you think about, I mean, yes, I had a way out and yes, he didn't fulfill his side of the the agreement, but like when that was lucky that it happened that way in that particular thing, what if I'd done that in some other way, then what would have happened? And so when we talk about the, the head and the heart, and I talk about this all the time, that's really what I want you to pay attention to is like, you you know, people, well, how do I know? Because you know, your heart just knows the answer. And so when you're having these moments of doubt, like one of the best questions that a friend of mine, really good friend of mine, Carolyn, she, she said it to me a few years ago, if it's not an absolute yes, it's a no. And when that happens, when it's an absolute yes, that's your intuition. And it wasn't an absolute yes. Like it's just, it wasn't. And I was not paying attention and I didn't I didn't allow myself to listen deeply enough so that I could avoid making that mistake, potentially huge mistake. And thankfully we got out of it without any major repercussions. But the point is what I want you to listen to is the, is when your intuition starts to push you and it starts to wake you up, listen to it. Now, did it, did I learn an invaluable lesson in that exchange? Absolutely. I totally did. I learned that my intuition's always right. I learned that, um, you know, to really be sure that there's, if you're investing in a company with me, then there's money. I'm seeing the money. I'm not trusting that you're going to provide it some other time. Um, definitely, you know, I learned, I don't want to share my companies with anybody except for Ken in this case, but any companies moving forward, I wouldn't likely start companies with anybody. Um, it's dangerous. You know, it's different to invest, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, so a couple other words. So intuition's a really big one. Um, and then vulnerability, right? So like being vulnerable enough to admit that I totally fucked that up. That's important because if I can't admit it and I can't understand it or live in it or or whatever it, then it'll happen again. And I might not be, you know, like if I can say, holy shit, that was close, right? If I can say that and feel totally okay in that vulnerability, then I'm, I'm like more likely to have more support if I'm ever, if I've ever made a mistake. But if I go in there hot-headed and blame everybody else for that potential, you know, blow up, then who's going to support me? Probably not anybody or maybe some, but not really. And being vulnerable, it's, um, it can be, it's super challenging, right? Like women in particular, right? Ladies, I'm talking to you. It's because we've gone so far into this masculine mindset and this masculine energy hunter, get things done, you know, um, logical side of us, it's harder and harder and harder for us to be vulnerable. And if you want to talk about relationships with the opposite sex, a man who sees you in your vulnerability is far more likely to give you a hand than if you're trying to meet him toe to toe with him and his same masculine energy. So vulnerability is one of those things. And, and even in business and even, you know, I'm starting to have more opportunities for speaking engagements that are coming up. And in in my vulnerable state, that kind of makes me nervous. I'm not the most comfortable 
public speaking. I'm not the most comfortable in that arena, but I'm vulnerable about it and I talk about it. So, you know, that offers up some maybe coaching opportunities that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't said, hey, this makes me a bit uncomfortable. I'm going to be vulnerable and tell you, you know, where I want, where I need support. Um, where else? So vulnerability in business, right? If you pretend like you can do everything all of the time, you're going to burn out. That's the end of it. There's no way around it. You're going to burn out and the quality of the work you do is going to, you're going to notice that it's going to, it's going to drop. You know, if I can't say, like, even when it comes to, she's the owner, if I'm, if I'm not able to say, I'm tired and I need some help, and I just keep pushing, the quality of my content is going to suck. The quality of how I coach you is not going to be as good. The quality of how I coach the groups isn't going to be as good. So it's just a matter of saying, like recognizing I don't have to be superwoman constantly that I'm definitely, um, you know, happy to say I'm, I'm overwhelmed right now. So please somebody help me. And I think if we do that more of the time, we're going to find ourselves less and less stressed out because like I always say it's like it's like a sausage casing, right? Like one way or another, the stress will come out of your body, whether it's through disease, whether it's through poor relationships, whether it's through alcohol abuse, uh, smoking pot all the time, all those things, like it's going to come out one way or another. So why not sort of manage and control how it comes out by saying I'm vulnerable right now, I'm feeling vulnerable right now, or being vulnerable and saying I need help. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't know why we have it in our in our this idea in our minds that we have to do everything alone all the time. I don't get that. I don't know where that came from, where it started. I mean, it's fear of, you know, somebody t- overtaking your business or your clients or whatever, but here's the real deal. I mean, if you're being authentically you, vulnerability, intuition and all of the ugly and beautiful parts about your your mood swings and all that shit, you have no competition anyway, no matter what you're doing. Like there's only one me, there's only one you. So like if you're being honest and and true and vulnerable and all those things, people are going to resonate with you or they're not. And it doesn't really matter either way. Like I'm not, I'm not worrying, you know, I've got so many coach friends and I'm, I've, there's a a friend of mine, a, um, a guy named Devin, he was on our, Devin Bailey, he was on my podcast and I just did a, an email blast for him for his event some people would be like, why the hell are you pushing people to an event that isn't yours? Because there's only one Devin and maybe somebody needs to hear a Devin talk. Maybe like, I'm okay with that. Like the people that click with him might not click with me or maybe they do and they can come to my event too. Like there's, there's this lack of vulnerability, right? Like lack of vulnerability between each other where, you know, if, if a per like, just this whole idea of I can't share and we can't, you know, who cares? Like there's only one me and I'm, you know, I'm the right person for people, some people, and I'm the wrong person for some people. And that is okay. And I'm fully, fully embracing that. Like it's, that's me and my vulnerability. If I don't mesh with you, I don't mesh with you and that's fine. Right? Like why, why can't I push people to a friend's event? Why can't I talk about my other coach friends? You know, like it's just, there's, at the end of the day, there's seven and a half billion people on this planet. I, you know, I can't help all of them. Devin can't help all of them. My friend Paola, she can't help all of them. Tony Robbins can't fucking help all of them. We need an army of people like in this space to help all the people who need the help. 
So am I, you know, that's a, that's a piece to be vulnerable around. I'm totally fine with that. Um, so, you know, pay attention to that intuition, ladies, pay attention to the vulnerability piece in your business in particular. Um, it's important and it will make you happier. It'll make your clients happier. Follow the intuition. If something feels wrong, when you're taking on a new client, it, it, it is, it is, and it's okay because there's a bajillion other clients out there. There's no lack of people who need what you're doing and need your expertise. So I would love to hear some um, comments of times when you did not listen to your intuition and it got you into trouble and times when you did listen to your intuition and you could look back and say, holy shit, thank God I listened. Um, for me, I feel like that particular situation I said at the front of the the episode here, I got lucky. I, l- I learned a lesson from it. You know, sometimes my intuition is whispering or barely, and sometimes it's freaking yelling in my face. And um, either way, you just have to get still. And meditation is a really good way to do that. Breath works is a really a good way to do that. Um, so yeah, let me know what your thoughts are. And, um, always, I, I want to remind you that if you are interested in any type of coaching, um, you can, uh, hit the website, she's the owner.com and you can click on the discovery call. There's a whole bunch of buttons that will, will take you to that free discovery call with me and you can book it. And we're launching our second group coaching session. So this one is, is also going to be around the masculine and feminine. And so there's a course I created called the goddess course and the group coaching is a, um, a program that it's 16 weeks long and we go through the whole course together. So a lot of women have done the course and love it, but their feedback was, wouldn't it be cool if we could do it as a group? So that's what we're doing. Um, we are launching the first one this Sunday, um, but it's closed. So the second one, um, well, there's only 10 spots available, so it's, um, you can break it into four payments. Um, like it's a four month program. You can pay monthly for the four months or pay it all at once. All the information's on the website. Um, I'm super excited. It's only 10 per group though, so that we can really dig in. And if there's questions as we go, I'll have the time and be able to respect each other, you know, the the members and really answer their questions any more than 10 and it gets a bit too, too uh, dicey. So if you're interested in that, check it out on the website um, and let me, and you can send an email and let me know if you're interested. That one will start um, end of November, beginning of December. I haven't quite decided, but that one is again, only 10 spots available. So if you're interested, move your butts. And uh, if you want to learn all about masculine and feminine, that's where you're going to do it. All right. Have an awesome day. Don't forget to leave a review. I love you guys and we'll talk soon. Bye.